to Forever and Blue. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an exploration of Jeff Goldblum. It's also an investigation. It's also a celebration of his cinematic career. Um, so Se- this is way past Seb's bedtime, so you may be getting a lot of delirium yeah, in this I'm, episode. I'm, 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 I'm next door today. It's not even ten o'clock, and it, yeah, Seb's this fucked. It should let you know the kind of person that we have to deal with. Yeah, it happens. It happens sometimes. As a co-host, but um, as as but, Liam did say, I'm I am Seb, and as I just said, that is Liam. And also, there's Beth. Yep. <laughs> awesome. That's how we intro the show every episode, <laughs> and no one can say any different. Extremely smooth um, and seamless. Well, yeah, we should we should confess that we have unfortunately to to our great chagrin skipped a film. Yes. We'll pause for the screams across the land. Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like we <laughs> it does it feels weird. So because basically we can't find it anywhere legally or illegally right now <laughs> <laughs> um and uh we wouldn't even youtube wouldn't even let us rent it with having a uk bank account which is frankly discrimination uh, transatlanticist maybe it's some time and to call in a favor from our uh overseas listenership and get them to send us a oh, dvd yeah. oh. Oh yeah, all nine of them. If you're listening, we don't need nine DVDs, <laughs> Liam. Just one. That's of them. true. We only. No. <laughs> Maybe we do. There's three of us. That's three each. Mm. That's just good math. <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah. If you could send it to us, that'd be great. We may just have to order one, but we will do the film. We're not. We're not uh, skirting our responsibilities that we have set ourselves. That we will do that movie, which was Beyond Therapy. I'll be honest. I'm not that guide that i have to miss that no. not watch a robert, robert roger robert robert altman which one is robert it? altman and i i had Thanks, loads man. of good altman stuff ready to talk about because i watched another one of his yeah, films so recently glad. which film so i'm i um you know the it's the fav- it's, it's the one that has every british actor in it um that downton abbey is based on harry potter no <laughs> um it's i've just i've completely forgotten what it's oceans called oceans 8 yeah, it's Robert Altman's Shrek. Ocean's 8, which was the inspiration for Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, we'll talk about this another time, but I have also thought that I think I could fix all of the drama in Downton Abbey by giving all of them Game Boys. But let's move on. <laughs> so, give- <laughs> I don't know if we should. No, I don't know if we should move on from it's that. All, it's, all, it's all about intrigue of like, oh, well, did you hear that m- Madam has... She has the. She has. She's dallied with another another servant, and then the other servants are like, "Well, actually, I think I'm going to go and get rather zesty in the the laundry room." And like, I'm really sorry, Beth. Sorry, I'm really sorry that I actually took time. <laughs> but away if you from just this gave him a Game to, Boy with like Pokemon to, Silver on it, to, to let now is the only time that you mention Game Boy. Well, I, what was all of that before? It was to set the scene. Like those are that's the drama that happens. I'm gonna poo-poo this. I'm so done with this right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we will watch Beyond Therapy, but right now we are watching Vibes or have watched Vibes. Yeah, I actually uh, have a watched 1988 it. movie. With Jeff and Cindy Lauper. Um, don't uh, forget is, Steve Buscemi. There is a very brief Buscemi. I will not forget about that. Something about the phrase brief Buscemi puts me on edge. Good. There is a film about two psychics that get recruited to go find the lost Incan city. Of gold. Of, of gold. The gold is very key. 
So what do we think about it, eh? Oh man, um, Beth. Ah! Beth, you sounded like you were really hot on it in the in the group chat. Do you want to start? Yeah, you go I ahead. Do, I'm just I'm scared that I won't be able to talk about it without going into full spiel because I genuinely was in such a state of trepidation for viewing this film. <laughs> I G- uh, yeah. Give us the notes, the headlines. It offended me so much. <laughs> it it genuinely as as someone who every day puts an effort in to try and get money to make film, it offended me because it <laughs> it failed on so many basic <laughs> cinematic storytelling notes. And I was so upset. It was like a group of toddlers watched uh Indiana Jones and then got given 18 grand no sorry 18 million to make a film oh god is that how much this film cost 18 million a waste it made 1.8 in the box office that's rough big old flop yeah big old flop big old flop all round you know you don't just get a casual Steve Buscemi a spattering of Buscemi cameo sorry sorry a brief Buscemi I must insist on a brief Brief Buscemi. Buscemi You know, a, li- a little, a little, a little do- dousing of Buscemi in a film usually uplifts the tone, but in this film, mm. the direction was so appalling it actually dragged it down. I've never ever found that before with a Steve Buscemi cameo. I will say it actually made Jeff look like a worse actor. Yeah, yeah. Than he has been. It, it took this. you out of the film just enough because you were reminded of how good Steve Buscemi usually is, and because. The whole film was so poorly directed. It took you out of it for a moment and just reinforced how dire it was. Because mm. usually when you watch him, you're entertained and I just wasn't entertained for mm. a single moment throughout this entire film. There is one good joke in this movie. I'll give you that. Though. I, I think there I've got good three joke. good jokes in this. Three? I mean, you really I think I was yeah, so okay, blindsided so- by how appalling the majority of it was. I just didn't even wasn't perceptive enough to pick up any of the one-liners. Well, it hit me. I mean, it's supposed to be a comedy, uh, but there is only one joke I could catch in an hour and 41 minute runtime. And that was a, where would you like to be shot? Response, South America. And I thought that was really But they repeated that you even You even got it wrong. No, I didn't. I literally read it verbatim. You said, where do you want to be shot? Where would you like to be shot? Yeah. His 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 response is not in South America. No, he said South America. In which case, the other the other half of the quote is where don't you? No, he's yeah. The guy says, "I'll give you a break." Where would you like to be shot? He would like to be shot in South America. That's funny still, but the joke's actually better than that. <laughs> um, he said the guy the guy I think his name's Carl Carl. Um, yeah, it who's, is who's holding him hostage at that point, says, look, I'll give you an easy one. Where don't you want to be shot? And he says, South America. Oh. That's funnier. <laughs> I don't know if it is. It's just I think not. It is. It's not. I, and I found that the that layout of joke happened over and over oh, yeah. again, and they just repeated that. Uh, oh, that's the only time I noticed format. it. <laughs> no, not that, not that specific, but um, 
in in terms of the kind of call and response nature of it. Yeah. It happened too much and oh, I mm. just thought this film was so unfunny. It didn't know what it was, <laughs> which was the worst part. It didn't know what genre mm. it was really fitting into. It was trying to be funny, had elements of romance, had elements of kind of uh, 80s like futurism and, and trying to be like fantasy, but it just didn't commit to anything strongly enough for it to be successful, M-I-O. I mean, it is in all intense purposes a bad movie, but oh. I had a good time watching it. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Like, it wasn't really? good. I can sit here right now and say that it was not a good movie. But I didn't have a bad time. I've had much worse times in our oh, yeah. 14 previous I think, episodes. Honestly, I think in my 25 years of avid cinema watching, I don't think I've seen a worse film. Wow. Oh, we have already. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't think I have. I think this was it. This was the one for me. This was the worst film I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> but, Beth. That's something. But, Beth, didn't you... Uh, didn't didn't you like the bit right at the beginning, near the beginning of the film, where, I mean, you've complained about the directing, but I think you know some great directing, when uh, uh, Jeff is leaving in the taxi to go home, and Doctor Harrington Steele is putting his hands on top of Jeff's <laughs> hands, and then Jeff puts his hands on top of his hands, and they keep <laughs> doing it until the shot finishes. So yeah, I think that's like something that I feel like that sequence is what they teach in A-level drama when they're trying to give you the basic understanding of, like, mm. visual uh, subtext, you know? They're like, oh, what we're saying can be uh, conveyed visually. And that was, like, the most basic way they could have done it. Yeah, nice. But also, <laughs> do you not like that his name is Har Harrison Steele? It's fucking good, good name, name. What's his name? Harrison Steele. Hmm. Dr. Is the, Harrison yeah, Steele. Is, is the British, uh, like, low-budget David Bowie that they've got? I wonder if that was at all uh, linked to Piers Brosnan's movies he did after Bond, which was Remington Steel. Oh, yeah, maybe. The Remington Steel films are surprisingly not as bad as you'd think. Shut your whole mouth. No, I've watched, I've, I've seen bits of them where they're not that bad, actually. Um, so, Jeff plays someone called Nick Deasy. Cindy Lauper plays Sylvia Pickle. Um, uh, Pickel. Also, yeah, Pickle, Pickel. Um, and they get recruited by a guy called Harry. He pays him, pays them 50,000 be 50, beans in fake bean so to rude. go and find the lost ink and gold city. His name is also Harry Buscafusco, which is fucking great. <laughs> well, you should, you should point out, he initially hired them under the guise of finding his lost son. Oh. And then there was no son, and he's just trying... Two men... At the beginning of this film, one of them died. One of them got turned into dust. One of them was our old friend Michael Lerner playing Bert. Yeah. And then you had Bert and Eli, basically, right at the start. They, you see them in the Lost City and they find this weird golden pyramid and it fucks them both up. Um, and that's what I think they were, this guy Harry Fuscabusco's associates. And um, he he's hired the two psychics to, like take him but to why the... did he lie about it being his son and then lie about it being his dad like why didn't he just say from the off go because he wants because he thought it was loads of treasure and gold there and he just wanted to let them he wanted them to tell him where it was so he could go there and get all the gold himself why didn't he just you know? say my friend why did he lie that's true he knew they were psychic uh, he, could, he, he knew that they knew he they could feel uh an object and they could gather 
like they could fathom information about whoever had touched the object previously. So why did he bother making up a story? Because he's an absolute idiot. Yeah, Bertie. Like, yeah. But everyone is. Every everyone is in this film, and it's so frustrating. No one acts rationally. No one has any common sense, and that's really infuriating there's, to watch there's, in a there's, film. Could I just bring out like the one line I just read in my notes that I liked that happens really early in the film, so we can get past it? Um, is that Cindy Lauper's character uh, has a ghost sister? I think uh, it's just a friend. Okay, just a, ghost, just a, a spirit guide. Yeah, spirit guide, ghost friend. Um, who is like giving her her psychic powers, um, and she tells she tells Jeff that Jeff's girlfriend is off having having bouncy bouncy with someone else. Um, yeah, and then Jeff gets upset and says, "Absolutely not! I'm the tree on which hangs the fruit of her life." She calls me Honey Muffin. <laughs> um, I did not. Clock and his that. delivery of that line just made me think of uh, "Drink deep from the nectar" in. Um, in the fly. <laughs> um, yeah, he has, does have a bit of fly energy in this. Yeah. Fair. With, like, the very sporadic shouting and, that um, he has. Um, well, actually, that's really good foreshadowing. Thank you for that. That's good. We're going to talk about that more later. Okay. I, are you also going to talk about the fact that when he's in the forest holding that, like, ink and stone, he looks like a coked-up Ian Malcolm? He really does. I felt like he looked bored throughout this entire film. I mean... Cindy Lauper said in her memoir that those two did not get on. And you can all. tell there's really? no chemistry. There's absolutely zero chemistry. I don't think that surprised me. What? What surprised you? I thought they got on fine. You thought they got I on mean... fine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I. I mean, that's good, Ben. That's great. <laughs> um... I don't know why that got me. I thought they got on fine. You weren't there, Liam. You weren't there. <laughs> it seemed fine. It seemed fine. Uh, the the range of like hairstyles that Cindy Lauper goes through in this film is actually wild. And she, she goes like full Cruella Deville right at the end. Mm. And I thought this was maybe like a weird choice that they had made for her being a psychic and trying to show that. But then I looked at photos of Cindy Lauper in the eighties, and this is just a toned down version of who she oh, is. Oh yeah, as a that is literally what she says in an interview. She says, "I had to just tone myself down for this role." And she says something <laughs> along the lines of, "Acting is different from singing. It has to be more toned down. There's a stillness that you have to pursue when you're in front of the camera." And I don't think she was still for a single moment <laughs> in this film. I honestly, <laughs> not at all. She was constantly moving. Constantly Constantly corpsing and her face was jittering and she was overreacting and she wasn't reacting she was just acting all the time and I was so aware that she was acting you know and yeah. I felt like when you have a I felt that with Jeff as well to be yeah, honest I, I think that's just how I think like, he awful was bouncing off was her like. energy and I'm not I'm not blaming her for his performance but I think there is yeah. there absolutely there is a synergy that is created when you have a duo in a film and yeah, yeah. they naturally absorb and, you know, bounce off one another. And yeah. Jeff, we well, you know Jeff's a good actor. I don't think Cindy Lauper's a good actor, but I think his well, performance this is first was ever film. bad in this film. And I think mm. she probably contributed to that because of the dynamic. And the director should have recognised that and done something about it. And well, interestingly, Dan Aykroyd was originally cast as Nick Deasy oh. and left the role when he realised that uh, the studio was insisting on hiring Cindy Lauper. Yeah, why were they so insistent? 
Uh, what was this? 88. I think Girls Just Want to Have Fun came out in like 85. Yeah. So she's probably still in like the peak of her career. It's kind of the same how we had, um, who was it? Diana Ross in that. Thank God uh, it's it was Friday, Donna Summer, wasn't yeah. it? Donna Summer, sorry, yeah. Um, they, it's these films just like to like capitalize on people of the day, you know. It's like how John Cena and Dave Bautista are in movies now. Granted, Dave Bautista's Dave Bautista's fantastic, and I saw the new Dune trailer, and I'm very appropriately jacked about it. Uh, Harry, the guy that recruited them, I have never seen someone worse at wearing a hat. Than that <laughs> That's such a he's specific this... part. Mm. He's just <laughs> he's just really bad at hats. It's not that he doesn't look good in them, but he's got like this like cotton trilby or something, yeah. and it's like sat nearly on his cheek. It's fucked. That mm. that first that first shot where it cuts to him at, waiting at the airport for them. I had this weird moment where I was like. I could just turn this off. <laughs> I had that thought I had, I like had countless that feeling. times throughout. Um, I did skim a couple of scenes, I'll oh be yeah. honest. I gave it my rapt attention for an hour I and 39 like, minutes. And I uh, what it. I don't like when I watch a film and I come away from it, I don't like it. I If I have... Okay, what I like about film is when you watch it and you come away and you have loads of questions of a philosophical nature and you start mm. applying uh, questions you that are aroused from the, the, like the physics and the chemistry of the world you've been watching to your own life. What I hate is when you watch a film and you just come away from it fucking baffled and you're like, what have I just watched? What's going on? I don't understand. Who are these characters? What do they want? What have they been doing? And that's how I felt when I watched this film. Well, on, I was just so confused. Side, I was confused I by it. I really think I came away with this some really deep philosophical questions like, <laughs> why do I try? Um, why do other people try? <laughs> Uh, why, what the why... fuck was the 80s funding? <laughs> this, like, what was going on with these yeah. fucking commissioners? Were they I on crack cocaine? The Were they just flipping yes. through these scripts going, yes, yes, no, two no's, one yes? I don't think they read the no, scripts. Literally everyone was on coke in the 80s. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Including, including the baseball chimp at the beginning of this film, probably. Do you reckon that's baseball the same chimp, chimp from uh, the last like seven films that have had a chimp in? Do you yes, think it's there, the same one? There was only, in the 80s, there was only one chimp in Hollywood. Don't that, surprise I'm sorry, me. could someone please explain the phrase baseball chimp? There was chimp? a chimp. <laughs> Liam, did Probably you not one watch of your skimmed film? scenes. Yeah. yeah. There was a baseball chimp right at the very start, like the first like f like fifty seconds. Yeah, within the first minute for sure. Yeah, I should have just said a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I have some context? Where is the baseball chimp? Why do the uh, baseball chimp? It's showing the transition of that weird Inca land with New York, contemporary New York. Yeah, so, so it, it cuts from a man being vaporised to a chimp swinging a baseball bat outside of the New York study. Chimps with I'm baseball bats. I'm walking here. This chimp's in doing a baseball. Absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Fucked. Yeah, it's Makes bad. no sense. Uh, we do see some more sheepskin trousers. True. I will always point these out when I see them. A pan flutist, flautist, flutist is playing them. Uh, he's not playing his tr his trousers. <laughs> he's playing the pan flute. He's wearing the trousers sat outside the bus stop when they get to the the the, the village that is uh, beside the Incan. Uh, we get to like the point where they go go to Ecuador. Yeah. At what point in the movie? Like what? 40, 50 minutes in? Uh, less than that, I think. More like half an hour, maybe. I'd say half an hour to yeah. forty minutes, and then they're oh, there. But the pacing longer. is completely off. 
Like there are yeah, no. Yeah, it felt acts. like half the movie was in the the jungle you, and half the movie was in that weird lab with the the, the fake Swedish dude. Yeah, you genuinely uh, cannot yeah, just define weird. between the start, the middle, and the end. Like there is there is no three act structure. <laughs> you can't you can't decipher like the any kind uh, of. Oh, you can. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, yeah, this film's not good. Um, yeah. So they they go to the Incan place. Uh, Jeff, uh, he, I do, uh, sorry, he does. He Jeff does accidentally kill a woman who then disappears. Oh yeah, some people try and kill him because uh, there's there's a, a group of other people that are trying to find the gold in this city. She tries to stab him. He just sidesteps her and she falls out of a window. Um, then they yeah they they travel there. They spend the night in these tents. There's what Harry describes as a near miss between those two nearly having sex. Um, and a horrible phrase is used by Cindy Lauper, which is, uh, you were a, a minute ago, you were about to disappear down my throat. Yeah, I did. And that is horrible. Well, what did she mean by that? Can uh, I get the male perspective kissing and then, on this? Is she talking about uh, penis or tongue? Tongue. Okay. Because they were, right. they were kissing and then she... she <laughs> He he got really self-conscious and thought that she was doing this as like a pity fuck. Yeah. So, um, and she was like confused by the tonal whiplash of the evening, I guess, and was like, what's happening? A minute ago, you were about to disappear down my throat. And I just got a very visceral image of like a six foot four Jeff climbing into a very small Cindy Lauper from the mouth. Mm. That made That's me nice. grip, that made me clench my teeth in a way I didn't appreciate that <laughs> image. Um... I'm trying to think of other good things that we can talk about with this, but essentially, <laughs> they find it's not loads. Huh? They find this. They find the. There are so many unfired Chekhov's guns in this film. Yeah. Um, Lousy with them. But there's one. There's one that does come up, uh, which is Cindy Lauper's ghost friend, Louise. Can can it talks to other dead go people. I think yes. Well, she's she's the connection to the, she's the spirit guard. That's she's right. Her connection That's to right. The she's, a, she's kind of a medium or something. And thus can somehow predict future events just from yeah. knowing dead people. That that's psychic shit, though, isn't it? Yeah, Beth, we don't know. That's the rules of psychics. You, uh, a psychic never tells, or they'll get kicked out of the ma the magic circle. Mm. But um, but yeah, she uses her her, her power twice to put people in contact with their dead parents. <laughs> Yeah, just to book them out so they can get what they yeah. want. And also, it, what's up with that bad Swedish accent that was happening? It's so bad, yeah. So the, the character's called Ingo Swedlin. Great name. Um, or probably Swedlin because <laughs> he's a Swedish character. And I don't know if that name is better or worse than the actor's name, which is Googie Gress. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know that his name is Googie Gress because his, his dad named him the first sound that he made as a baby? <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that's a true thing. Shut your whole mouth. That's not yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I read an interview. Apparently, no he, way. he kept saying like <laughs> he kept saying like cuckoo or cookie like babies do. As an infant father, as an as an infant father, <laughs> as an infant, his father called him his goo goo baby. Oh, that's chucky bicky. That's yeah, very, very much. And this this became googie. <laughs> So he put. He went to the Screen Actors Guild. He stepped inside SAG and was like, "Sign me up as Googie Gress, please." <laughs> Fuck. 
Yeah. Why? I want a compilation of all the horrific 80s names that Liam said. You always <laughs> come out with them. You always just, they always just fall out. I, always, I, I never I, remember a fucking thing and you I'll be honest, there was a flash of fear in my heart there where you where I thought you were gonna say that you wanted a compilation of all the bad accents that Googie Gress does in this movie and I just oh, don't no. have that in me. No. No one needs that. Liam, can I request That's, that? No one needs Can you no. imagine if there okay. was a bonus DVD extra to this film? Can you imagine there how is. horrific it would Oh uh, god. There definitely will be. Is this is this is is this I DVD don't think era? There is. No, this is VHS era, so it'll yeah. probably be I don't think you they did, had extras on VHS. You didn't have a menu, did you? No. no. You just Play put it in, through. you press play, and it rolls. Do you know, it's insane how... It's absolutely insane how many people had to go to hospital because they stuck their penis inside a VCR. Is that... Sorry? Yeah, it was like a thing. What, one of the one of the holes? Uh, the big slot. What? Like I the also, machine. Beth, Beth, I want you to know, I also assumed the holes of the tape. You're no. talking about the rec the thin rectangular yeah. orifice that's on a VHS player. Yeah. Ah. VHS player <laughs> sex accidents. Oh god. Uh, it'd be like I, I can imagine the type of person it would be like, you know those dads in rough trade who are going, Oh, this band isn't as good as the old bands. It'd be those guys who were <laughs> like, Yeah, analogue. Yeah, and they want to fuck analogue. That's a very, very specific kind of character you've pulled out that makes lots of sense. To people like us who have you lived get it, in right? places it's like the Bristol. kind of guy who, who yeah. else? Yeah. yeah, that kind of guy. I, I do know who you mean. They're like, oh, what is this tame impala? This isn't psychedelia. Those kind of. I'd dads. much rather a wild impala. And and mm. then they do it. Fuck, man. <laughs> I know it's late. You know, I was doing like a... proper like highbrow humour, and you yeah. just completely. No, that's what that's, no, that's mean, what they that that's what they would say. Because <laughs> they no, that was a joke. Brow. That was also a joke. So if I did it, Google VHS player sex accidents. Yeah, and, cool, good. Uh, the the first result is a book on Amazon called Sexual Satisfaction Advanced Techniques. So what the fuck is Bezos <laughs> up to, man? Jesus. Um, Do they let you just publish books on like literally anything? Yeah. You just publish any book. There's like no monitoring. I mean, we're doing this podcast and no one's told us not to. And we're three chuckle fucks chatting about bad movies. So mm. Yeah, but we've not, we've not caused any... Like a libel suits, or we've yeah. not slandered anyone. Not yet. Beth. Not uh, yet. I mean, there's there's been a fair amount of slander just in the that first. That was in the old days. That was minutes. that was we were amateurs. No one needs to. <laughs> no one needs to know. We are it. very much still amateurs. So um, true bloom. Yeah, I gave it four out of ten. I think that's reasonable. There was just a lot of sporadicness, a lot of jitteriness. There was even like. The first, you know how now Jeff like communicates more in noises than he does like physical words. Yeah, was he, a bit he more expresses himself mentally, I think, a lot. Yeah, there was a bit more of that in this when he would just like ask a question and then get halfway through asking a sentence and be like, you know, it's kind of like, mm. and big Jeff energy. B yeah. BJE. I didn't really get that. That didn't come across to me when I was watching it. And I gave it a two. I feel it. like this film put you into a real big hole, man. Mm. It did. Like, it did. It made me depressed, honestly. Because contextually, this definitely is not the worst film we've watched. It is the worst. This is the worst film I've ever watched. <laughs> Harken back to Nashville. I preferred. Na I, I like Nashville. I would watch right. Nashville over this. Beth, you are sick. I gave it four. What did you give it, Seb? Yeah, I, I was on board. I was a four. Four okay. what? True Blue. Uh, True Blue. Uh, Craft, I gave two. I think that's very reasonable. 
Because as soon as they get to the Incan City, it looks like they're on the fucking set of Jungle Run. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking that it looked like an old school, like gladiators sort of. It looks so like, much like Jungle course. Run, especially when the whole thing starts falling down. I'm just waiting yeah. for like Ruby Monkeys to start popping out. <laughs> no, I've not thought about Ruby Monkeys in a long time. Beth, what'd you Buff? give it? I gave it 0.5. Wow. Jesus. That's, that's, the, that's the lowest score anyone's given. We've never gone sub one. That's true. We haven't. Yeah, deserves uh, it. And enjoyability, I put five. <laughs> I put I put four. I was not hugely jazzed about it, but I had an okay time. Beth, I know you're going to poo-poo this. So what's what's what's? Your... Ha- okay, I no, I have a little question before I answer. Mm-hmm. Can we use minus figures? No. Then it's a zero. Because <laughs> a minus figure would mean what? What would that even mean? It means you're taking points away. So we've watched. 21 films in our time. Damn. And this is number 17. Okay, what's below it? Uh, Below it is Remember My Name, uh, Special Delivery, Death Wish, and St. Ives. Damn. Death Wish is below this? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I liked Death Wish. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we'll see... The list doesn't lie. Yeah, this is pure maths. Uh, I want to point out that there was, I was looking through all like, the trivia and shit, and there wasn't even loads of trivia on this. Mm. Then I scrolled to the bottom, and there was this one guy who was like, Sylvia Shotgun and the infamous brute manufactured in Brazil as a full-size double-barrel hunting gun. Like, okay, man, we get it. You like guns. And it goes on for so long. Jesus. Just keeps talking about like the brand of gun and how the, the barrels are just over the minimum legal length because you cut off the buttstock behind the pistol gear. It's like, fuck, man, you saw that gun for like <laughs> 10 seconds. We get it. People need hobbies that aren't guns. I, yeah. Is that controversial to say? I don't think I so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so think, something we can breeze past. He's in it for 53 minutes. Oh, fair enough. Um, he's, he's, us- he's on screen more than he's not. Fair enough. That makes sense. He's um, like the, the the main dude. Um, give give us give us the bloom verse, mate. So, are you two? Can you two come on a little bit of a journey with me? I've been doing some thinking. Okay. I yep. Um. And and I've been sort of thinking about like two different theories of Jeff Foreverism. I just want to put, come in now and say I'm really glad you've put some effort into this this week because last time you, you phoned that shit in so hard. So good job. Carry on. I'm doing this just for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, okay. There's, so there's two theories. One makes more sense and the other is much more buck wild. And I don't think it makes <laughs> enough sense. But, you know, science is, is, a, is impermanent. It can change. <laughs> um, so the simpler, the first of these two, the simpler is that each of these different incarnations of Jeff that we see, they exist in his visits to different timelines, which would explain how sometimes he has powers and things, and sometimes he doesn't. (laughs) The multiverse Um, theory. Multiverse theory, or specifically, yeah, exactly. But when he dies, it's game over, he goes back to whatever his true timeline is. Right. And he's like, right, I need to get back in. Because, you know... Wait, so we, does he actually die? I thought he didn't die. I thought he pretended... We've said before that he pretends to die. Look, Beth, science is not a constant. We're learning as we go. <laughs> 
Um, so I do, I do like the idea that whenever he has to die, he has to pretend to die. That's funny. That's a good ha-ha theory. <laughs> but we're talking about some serious stuff today. Um, so I think that when he dies, for example, when he died as Brundlefly, mm. when he got evaporated by a gun, um, he... That's the saddest death, by the way. Yeah, it is. Out of all the deaths. The Brundlefly death. Um, and he, he I didn't was... like watching him get choked out, but that's fine. <laughs> it moved me more than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but after that, he got shot back to his his true timeline where he really exists. And then he's he's working on a way to get back to another timeline. Now, us being able to see that implies the fact that the timeline that we're living in is his true timeline. Because right. we see him as Jeff Goldblum, the actor, and we are able to see all of his forays into other places. So what I'm putting forward is that we exist in Jeff's true timeline and something dangerous is going to happen. And he's going into these other timelines to find a cure for whatever happens. That's my theory. My second theory is that Jeff doesn't have a physical body. Um, and he... he it, it, whenever he goes from world to world, he manifests himself in a new way. And it's just that he, li he likes looking like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, but whenever he can he can move from one world to the other, he he is able to take a little bit of his last self with him. And I think that the psychic powers he's got here come from his experience as uh, the Brundlefly. There is something that could actually in this movie that could also support that theory, Seb. Oh yeah, which is that he travels with dehydrated food because he mm. says that you never know and you always want to be sure and be careful. And I got some like time traveler energy from that. Yeah, absolutely. Like he doesn't know where he's going to end up. He doesn't know whether there's going to be like Barney Rubble trying to steal his food or if, if like <laughs> he's, I don't think Barney Rubble stole people's food. Uh, such a deep Flintstones reference. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I feel like we saw, we did, we peeped behind the curtain a little bit there. We, we saw into Jeff's unders that we saw that he, uh, he takes food with him, dehydrated fajitas or enchiladas, because you never know what the food's going to be like yeah. in Brundlefly world. Yeah, so I think I think I'm getting some. I'm getting in. I'm doing some experiments and some research about exactly how Jeff exists. Um, I'll report back soon. Nice. What if the next time we had this call, I was like in a field somewhere watching Jeff Goldblum film something from afar, and I was there in a ghillie suit in the bush. <laughs> Like, look, you can see him. It looks, it looks like he's swinging a blade. Seb, you will go to prison so quick, mate. Nah. You're like the least graceful person I know. That's not true anymore. That's so true. <laughs> I've, I could do it. It's journalism. It's not illegal to be a paparazzi. Should be taglines. Three taglines, two are written by me. One's the actual one. People should know this by now. Probably not. Uh, put, <laughs> put your hands on our hands and feel the vibes. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, maybe the lost city was lost for a reason. Mm. Deep. And number three, we vibing. Number three. Number three. <sighs> Definitely number three. No, nah, it's number two. It's the lost city thing. 
this fucking lost city was not even like like I just didn't even care. They could have just not had that in there. Do you it's know like I mean? this. It's like the same plot as National Treasure too. They're, but they're going on a journey. They're going on a journey, and really, what they're doing is they're falling in love, and that's it. That's like the plot. That's the isn't, plot. Isn't that the real journey? I I listened to uh, girls just want to have fun after this. I try. I was like, okay, Cindy, if you're gonna redeem yourself, I'm gonna play your number one hit of the '80s, and it's gonna make me like you again. And I played it, and it didn't. And I just, <laughs> I think she's ruined for me now. Oh no. Were you a big Cindy stan before? I like that one song. Anyway. Liam, it's number two. It's the it's the one about the it's the one of, it's it's not the first or the third. It's the second. You're both wrong again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, Beth, you for the last two times have now gone for the one that I've written of like not I've completely given up. I'm intentionally writing something that I just like. Well, you're clearly going to know this is wrong, and you have been like, oh, it's definitely that. It's definitely that both times. Doesn't that say something about the the caliber of films we've been watching? Wait, so what was, the, what was the actual tagline for this film? Remind Put me. your hands on our hands and feel the vibes. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? There were lots <laughs> of hands on other hands in this film. Is it and because Je- of that, that primary school No, because Jeff, Jeff touches things, doesn't he? And there's a whole thing about psychics. They read your palms. Uh... <laughs> um, so do you know what's... Do you know, this film has been hard. And do you know what isn't? Earth Girls. Which is the next film we're watching? Is Earth Girls Jesus, are easy. Man. If you want to contact us, we're at Forever in Bloom on Instagram or Forever in Bloom at gmail.com. If you want to send us any Bloomiverse theories or tell us what we're doing wrong, which I'm sure people will. Um, <laughs> I've never made a mistake in my life. I don't want to go into that. Uh, if you could share the show, that helps a lot. Rate it on iTunes or Spotify if you can do that. I don't know. Just tell people about it. Help us out. Um, that's it, I guess. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. It's really, Bye. it's really good to have you here. Thanks for coming. Sweet.